And running a fever episode 53, we talk about what's going on with my back and the new goals after the Biggest Loser contest. I am Michael Davis, and I have lost 70 pounds and become a fitness nut at the age of 52. And this is running a fever, my journey of fitness, diet, and medicine. Medical department, I had a visit to my doctor yesterday, Saturday morning, very early, 545, it's 45 degrees and feels kind of cool to me, wearing a winter cap, but not my sweatshirt. So yesterday was Friday, I went to the doctor, pretty, pretty good news, he gave me good news about my arm shoulder back this is why medicine is so important this kind of stuff has been baffling me right i don't know why i've got this pain and this thing here you know even why i've been having headaches this kind of explains that but it all could possibly have to do with me losing a lot of weight in a short period of time a mistake that i made that endangered my health and I am strongly recommending against it for you. And I'm going to have an opportunity to demonstrate that that can be done because I still have 30 more pounds to lose. And I'm not going to try not to lose any of that in the next few months while I build my metabolism back up. So we'll do that together. Apparently. And it just makes perfect sense when you think about it. You know, I talked about my spine, my not being able to put my head down on the floor when I when I lay down on the floor. I won't, I'm not I'm not able to even get my head down to the floor. It just kind of stops. Well, when you when you weigh a lot, it makes the you're you're trying to you're straining against the weight. In my case, it's a lot of it's right in front of me, so that that throws off my center balance. My spine is sort of bending under that weight or actually what it's doing is it's adjusting to the center of balance to keep me standing up and not just falling over all the time. I'm going to do a quick warm up before you even start walking because it's kind of cold. I just got up. So I'm going to take a picture. That moon looks really nice tonight, this morning. Back on the medical center of gravity yeah, so I don't all over and so you wind up with this top of the spine is kind of curving back and then my in order to see and not be looking straight up at the sky my head goes the other way so you wind up being a an s as opposed to an i if you look at the shape of those letters and that's a really rough approximation of what your spine should look like. Curvature is normal, but so several problems that might have caused the thing where my you know head doesn't come down because my spine's all curved abnormally for a person who's not quite as obese. And uh, it you know you're because I lost weight so fast. My spine didn't have a chance to adjust very quickly, and so it's still adjusting. 
So you can imagine with something like my spine adjusting, that's going to cause a little pain here and there. And they suggested a, an inversion table might help to uh, with that. A couple things he suspects I might have scoliosis. We've been through this before. I just never got the x-ray because I wasn't really sure that anything could be done about it. So I didn't bother to go deeper into it. But he gave me another prescription. So I'm going to get that and find out about the scoliosis. Because of the scoliosis, the sides of my body are different. Uh, one's kind of leaning over, and the other, you know, if you look closely at my shoulders, they slant a little bit. They don't go straight across. That could easily have affected, in addition to the spine issue, could easily have affected uh, why my right arm only is having this problem because there is a sort of uh, tendon, I guess, that goes from my neck all the way down my arm. Actually, it's a nerve. And it makes sense that it would be a nerve. It does not feel like a muscular thing because, uh, you know, it comes and goes. And when it goes, it's completely gone. So I don't, there's no soreness left. So it makes sense that that, that could be a nerve thing. And may correct itself in a couple of months, he says. Picking up the pace for one reason to warm up. Because I'm still kind of chilly here. Another reason is I got a lot to do today. I just want to get on with my day. And I start to it with some meditation on a reading from the book Jesus Calling. As I usually do, reading from another book, uh, or yeah, it's a book called Guideposts, which is a, another daily reading book uh, put out by Guideposts, but they kind of direct it toward the military, and they put out apparently put out one every year. Got it for free as a veteran, so we're still on the mile and a half week. So I'm going to try to do a mile and a half today. Back on the, a little bit of a medical thing, but the monitoring program that I'm offering, I'm offering at work, that getting together with some people and just getting together a little weekly monitoring to help track all the things that get counted in at the insurance screening. So I got the two blood pressure machine that I was sent by the VA. One small cuff and one large cuff. Couldn't just send me two cups. But it works out fine because now I have two machines. And I could bring those in and I took my own blood pressure yesterday. So I wanted to know how to do it. Of course I should have been doing this on a regular basis. The whole reason they sent them to me. But another good thing about doing this thing and sharing it with other people, you know, something we we do work together, you know, it's a lot easier 
to get to stay motivated and to, to keep doing it. So that's why I'm talking to you guys. So although my weight has actually taken me below the maximum BMI for my company, the blood pressure, I'm still over on the blood pressure. That's only 10 bucks a month, but um, 10 bucks is 10 bucks. To quote a comedian from years ago. So I think uh, the next step is to start getting the sodium out of my diet. I'm already reducing my caffeine. And what I do, how I'm doing that is I just, you know, I used to drink a full cup of coffee or two at work. And uh, basically it was just, I could go down to one with no problem. And it's gone, it's not the amount of caffeine I think. So I get down to one and then I've been sort of reducing that down to I use a 16 ounce cup. So you know, I got down to about 12 ounces and then I started, I got down to about eight and then I filled the rest up with decaf. So now I've got half calf, right? 16 ounces, eight ounces of calf, eight ounces of half of decaf. So that makes it a little easier because the act of drinking the coffee is the same. Not to give up that, which I think is important. You know, I think for a smoker, that habit, that act of putting a cigarette in your mouth, maybe just as important as the drugs, the effect that you get from taking that into your body. All right, we're past a quarter mile, and I'm on the regular straight, relatively straight. There's a big S right ahead of me as I speak, but heading west. And this is the, officially the one mile, so I've got half a mile in. So I just need another quarter, then I'll head back. The next week, maybe two miles. So the caffeine, I'm confident I'll originally, I'll, I'll eventually just get rid of totally. Salt, I imagine, is probably the biggest factor after that. So, I'll either ask my doctor when I see him or I'll ask the dietitian when I see her on the 9th of April, which is a little more than a week from now. But uh, another thing that was good news in talking to the doctor, he said, you know, just if you're, <laughs> he brought up the old doctor joke, it hurts when I do this, so don't do that. <laughs> Basically, my shoulder, you know, if I'm doing an exercise that, you know, it hurts, then I need to back off from that. Otherwise, I can do probably whatever I want to do. Probably don't want to be too aggressive about it, though. So, I don't know, I'm thinking maybe my 25-pound weights might be too aggressive. Maybe I should go get some 15s. I don't know. And think about I think we have a really cheap gym close by. Very close by. I'm just really fortunate that so many things are near my house. So I'm thinking about going up there. Really bright moon. That's uh looks like a full moon to me. Lighting up the streaks of clouds in the sky. 
It's really beautiful, and my camera probably would not catch it. I'm going to get an inversion table. I just don't know which one. I know the brand, but they've got like four models, and they're all pretty close to the same price. I don't know the difference so far, just from researching it just a little bit. You know, when it comes to my health, no time to waste. No time to waste. The most important thing to me. I think the three-quarter mile is somewhere right in the middle of this long, straight stretch of the trail. It's Saturday. It's early, but I can already hear traffic on the major streets. The hustling, bustling society we have here. Alright, there we are. Three-quarter mile point. Speaking of which, now that I'm going a mile and a half, there is plenty of leeway in there for a warm-up, cool-down, and a run. I'm not running yet. You know, I've got all these things going on in my body right now. And uh, for the experience of last time, I think what I want to do is stretch out distance, get my pace up. And I think one of the things that I've been telling you is not true. Another doctor question, note to self, write this down. I think that maybe the body does burn calories at a faster rate when you're running. And I don't mean faster in the sense that if you go the same distance, it's the same. I mean faster in the sense that you can go a shorter distance. And yeah, some people think of this in terms of time, which would not dispute my theory. So I need to figure that out. But I think your body is sensing that it, it needs more energy. And so it's going to draw that more quickly. But I have to confirm that with someone who knows more about it. And if I get up over five miles, I mean, if I can get to five and a half miles, then that's a whole loop around this place. Well, confession time, diet report. Actually, I told you I was going to have a so-called cheat meal. And there really are no cheat meals in my diet. Absolutely nothing is completely excluded from my diet as a rule. I may choose to exclude things, like bread. Honestly, I don't care much for bread. I like it, but it's not important enough to me to, that, to spend a lot of calories on it. There's this slight incline at the end of the S on the way back here. I don't know since I've gone this way. Going the other way, I went to the marina once, I think. I haven't done this since at least last week. Man, my pants keep falling down because I have nothing to hold them up. Okay. One mile point, half a mile to go. I did have the delicious Casano's pizza. And uh, I've been drinking a little bit. Not alcohol, just fluids before that, but uh, that made me really 
feel dehydrated and uh, so I drank a lot more water and uh, this is how much if you if you stop eating and drinking for 60 hours you'll lose weight I mean you will lose weight so I lost eight eight pounds in just two days and I gained them all back in one night why I mean I didn't I did a lot of walking during that time but that's not the reason the reason is that all the water that would normally be in my system was gone you know that's a gallon of water plus all the food that would normally be in the process of digesting in my body was gone I don't know how many pounds that is but eight pounds is a gallon so probably wasn't a gallon of water but you know there's some mix in between my diet was already pretty low going into this really for the whole week so I shouldn't be discouraged or think that it's the pizza that I ate not the case it's just the case that really the weight before I started fasting is the actual weight so now instead of being 70 pounds down I'm 61 pounds down now that's gonna level out because um, I'm not gonna ramp up to an 1800 calorie diet just overnight I'm gonna have to go back to the between 800 and 1200 diet it actually was seven pounds that one night I think I gained a pound overnight tonight as well but it's still probably part of the same process not completely hydrated so we'll probably continue to drop a little bit a little bit of weight um, which is okay I just really want to kind of stay above 204 not too far above it so I don't think that'll be a problem because I have been able to maintain something some pretty consistent um, weight you know within a pound or two by uh, sticking to that 800 to 1200 calorie range and then hopefully we'll stabilize and then I'll be able to bring that back up to 15 or 1800 calories which would be a more normal rate and uh, I'll see how my metabolism changes you know I think the health app is kind of helping no this is super accurate it's just a a ballpark estimate that I can use to compare you know, track my progress you know so even if you know one day something's 25 the next day it's 100 it, those are probably not accurate but the you know, difference which is like 67.5 or something live mass I'm not really sure but you get the picture it's the relative distance between the numbers that is really important so 
the number of calories that I can burn is uh, going to be shown in that. And coming up, since it's almost April, I will probably get another body composition from Complete Fitness. Although I told you about that scale, a lot of that stuff I might not get the groovy printout, but I can still track those numbers with a less expensive method. So as far as burning calories, the app does give me a pretty good estimation and says, okay, you burned this many calories, so you're X number of calories over your daily allocation, I guess. All right, tenth of a mile to go. Slowing down. Pretty good pace there. So slowing down at work too. I'm not for the last couple of days or so I was doing a four laps every hour, which is 880 steps. Uh, so I would be at you know six or seven thousand steps before I even left work. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I need to scale back a little bit. So I was definitely walking a lot more at work than I was out here. And I was doing it on the off days. So I want to stop doing that and just uh, still get up and walk. But not be like pushing a step count or anything. Do a lap or two. Maybe two of my workout days and one of the non-workout days. Which now I am doing an isometric workout on the off days from my walking, running workout. So I'm really doing a workout every day. Hi. Um. Two cyclopses greet each other with their headlamps on. I'm going to scale that back. Still try to uh, keep up the water regimen. And I think I'd gotten to where I could, you know, get a 150, 200 ounces a day. Another thing, note to self, ask the doctor about really trying to get him to answer more medical questions. So I really take advantage of his time and expertise. Well, glad I wore the hat. Glad I wore the hat. I warmed up a little bit there at the end, but yeah, it's pretty cold out there. I mean, it's another one of those things where, you know, 48 degrees, you know, I can wear short sleeves to work but I'm not going to be out for 45 minutes. Just going to be going from the car to the office. It's not really being out in the cold, literally speaking. Feel good. And I may start working out in the morning, every morning. I may just start doing that. Or at least, at least during my walking workouts. And you know, some of the things it's amazing how just talking to a medical professional 
not just who has gone to medical school, but who's treated people for years, you know, has experienced all of these things. And it all just kind of falls into place because he knows what he's talking about. And, you know, when overweight people are trying to do sit-ups and it's hard for them, it's not just because they have a heavier weight to lift or they have all this, you know, bulk around their gut. Also because the spine is deformed. You know, that's what I'm dealing with now, trying to do these ab exercises and just killing my back. I did them last night because I you know, figured out I wasn't going to get out to run. So I did my uh, leg lifts and I even did the uh, reverse crunches or inverse crunches. And I was bent over the rest of the night because my back was all out of whack and then felt a little bit this morning too. I'll probably get on a pretty regular dose of ibuprofen for a while. Gonna help with this healing process, hopefully, and make it a little more comfortable for me. And just in case I publish this, uh, I thank you for listening. Go get the fever at runningfever.com. Thanks. This is the Padua Podcast Network. PadawaMedia.com.